Welcome, this is Jack Newby from the Jocelyn Center. I'm the executive director. I wanna welcome you to our interview Fridays, which is streamed both on Facebook uh, and we do it via podcast. Uh, and it will later be posted on our Jocelyn television channel on YouTube. Uh, just wanna update you on some of the things here that are uh, happening at the Jocelyn Center. Um, we are open, our classes are uh, proceeding. Uh, we have about 60 classes and activities scheduled each week. Um, during this surge of the Omicron variant of, of uh, the coronavirus, we really ask you to, to be careful, um, wear your masks. We ask you to take your temperature when you're on site. And if you're not feeling well, if you think you have a, a cold or seasonal allergies, just um, we ask that you stay home uh, and take care of yourself until those symptoms pass, uh, since they're very similar to the uh, Omicron. Uh, that aside, we are open. We welcome you here. Uh, wanted to let you know we have two uh, classes coming up in early February through our Wellness Center Brain Boot Camp, which is a two-session uh, course uh, developed by UCLA Longevity Center. Um, we're the only organization that offers that and it teaches you um, about brain health and how to remember things. Uh, and so it's a great class, it's a fun class uh, and people really enjoy it. Uh, the other is our Aging Mastery course. That is a five session course uh, that covers uh, 10 subjects. Um, and those are things that we really, uh, many people wanna look at as they're getting older, such as uh, planning for their future, their financial health, uh, sleep, uh, exercise, fall prevention, all of the things that we really need to concentrate on as we get older. Uh, so visit our website at jocelyncenter.org, uh, look under programs uh, or wellness center, and you'll find out about the things I've been uh, mentioning. And the other thing we have going on, if you are uncomfortable about going out or you can't go out because of lack of transportation um, or disability, uh, we have a number of uh, virtual programs that we do. And so on the Jocelyn Center uh, web page, you can look under uh, virtual programs under our program tab. Um, and if you have any questions, you can call us at 760-340-3220, and we'll be happy to answer those questions. So this is Interview Friday, and this morning we have an interview about uh, the subject of hospice, and we have Gilbert, Gilbert Imwasa, um, who is uh, owns a hospice and is going to talk to us about uh, Able Hospice. So Gilbert, if you uh, would join us, we'd be uh, happy to begin talking with you about um, hospice care and what people can expect. Uh, so we'll wait for Gilbert to, uh, there he is. <laughs> oh. Now, Gilbert, if you um, turn on your video, then we can, there Absolutely. you are. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And uh, Jack, thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, again, my name is Gilbert Mwansa. I am a nurse practitioner, and uh, I am the administrator of uh, Ebo Health Group. This is the hospice, which um, is uh, located in Palm Desert, and we cover a wide, range of spectrum, that is the entire Coachella Valley. Um, we also cover part of Redlands up until Thermo. 
So we are spread everywhere. Uh, we have the capability of providing the care to most of uh, our patients, especially those who are in the, in the area of um, the coverage uh, places. Um, well, Gilbert, uh, tell, us, um, tell us a little bit about hospice, what it is, um, what qualifies a person to um, for hospice care, um, kind of that, I think there's a lot of uh, misunderstanding about what hospice care is. Yes, and uh, I, you're very much right. You know, hospice, the name hospice comes with a stigma. And you know, each time people hear hospice, they hear something related to death, but that's not always the case. So hospice is covered by Medicare. That is any of Medicare clients, especially 65 and over who have Medicare benefits, they are eligible for hospice care at their own place, meaning in their own residency, it can be long-term care, private home, or assisted living, places like Justin Center, we can provide that. And that is with those with terminal illnesses as diagnosed by their physicians. So a physician has to um, make that determination and that's where Medicare will um, pay for those services? Yes, um, and that's a good question. Uh, usually most of the clients we get are those who have exhausted all the means of chemotherapy, radiation, and they see that the, the, the quality of life is not there anymore and they choose hospice uh, benefits. And this is when hospice makes a difference because now we come in to assist not just the patient, but the family, because we look at it as a home. The physician, the primary physician is very much involved, is the one who gives us the, the services which we are going to provide. Besides, we have our own team, which is guided by the physician, myself, and the team of registered nurses, licensed vocational nurses, social workers, chaplains and that team we all don't come at the same time but we schedule to visit um, the client when they're on hospice so it sounds like a great option because so many people um, when they are ill very ill want to be in the comfort of their own home as opposed to a hospital uh, and this provides that opportunity along with uh, supportive care as, as my understanding yeah. Yes, definitely, that is how it has been. Um, there is no hospice facility in California where we take our clients in a hospice home. This care is provided in their own residency with their own family members and we are there to guide them. By the way, we are available 24 hours. So anytime they do call us, we go there. We see them pretty much every day because each one has their own schedule, yes. So you have, um, are people, are your are hospice care workers there 24 hours a day or are they well, they're part of the day? How does that work? Yeah, usually when a day starts like I'll pick a day like Friday today and one of our clients is scheduled to be visited by a registered nurse. The visit can last from anywhere from one to two hours. 
And maybe prior to that, somebody has to come and help them with the, the shower or a, a, a sponge bath, depending on the clients. Maybe later in the day, there might be another visit to the social work. But any time of the day, if there is a call that one of our clients is not doing very well, we definitely go back, even if we saw them. And even in the middle of the night, midnight, 4 a.m. in the morning, we get the call. We have our answering services, which answers the call. And I am on call myself 24 hours. The call will route to me or to one of my colleagues, and we have people who can come anytime within the 24-hour range. Now, I would imagine when someone is at home and, and ill requiring hospice, that they might also require some uh, a bed or uh, oxygen or other medical equipment. Is that something that's also included in hospice? Yes, and this is where most of our clients I should not even worry because Medicare covers most of their benefits. So some of the benefits include the what you hear as DME, durable medical equipment. So we do provide those hospital bed, um, oxygen concentrator, a nebulizer machine, a walker, a, a, a toilet commode. And besides that, if they need services like um, you know, uh, medication, we do provide also medication which come from our pharmacy and it comes directly to their house. So they have these services where they don't need to go and seek outside services. By the way, I should also add this, Jack, that if they are not bedridden and they would need the services of occupation therapy, we do provide those. Those who are not eating very well, not drinking very well, as we see in end stage of life, we do provide IV hydration right in their own home. So it sounds like there are a lot of services provided to the patient. Um, but as I understand it, hospice also provides services and support to family or loved ones um, of, of the individual. Yes, if we have some of the, especially we do have those at home and they want to take a leave of absence from their employers, we do provide our physician or write a letter to the employer to excuse the loved one to take care and assist in the care. And that is the most important part. And besides, to those who are on low income, we do go to the state, that is the state of California, and ask for in-home support to see if they qualify, which is based on the income, and that will be provided. The caregiver will come to the house for a particular number of hours to help them out. Yes, there are other services which they do um, get whilst they're on service. And, and I can just from my own experience, when my uh, mother was at home uh, in hospice care, um, there was a lot of support. They left literature for telling us kind of what to expect as, as her um, illness progressed um, and the supportive services that they could provide like counseling or, or other support for the family members. Is that something um, that is usually provided in hospice care? Yes, we, we, we do have social workers. And by the way, they are also available 24 hours who come out for such counseling. I tell you, Jack, in, over the years, we have had clients where there are children in the house who are teenagers and they are coping up 
with the sickness or the loss of their loved ones, we do help with that. Besides, we have chaplains and we have spiritual counselors, depending on the client's spiritual denomination, we do have even outside services. For those who are Catholic, we do even bring the priests to give the last rites. So, and after our family, and we usually call them our family after our client is, is, is gone or is deceased, we still remain with the family for 13 months, one, three, for 13 months to see how the rest of the family is coping up. So there is some ongoing counseling or support for the families? Yes, we do. And what we do, one of the things we do is we have put all families according to zip code and we have counselors within the zip code area so that, you know, those who are bereaved, they can talk to each other. By the way, we are also, we also have five social workers who are spread to make sure that each family is counseled according to how they are coping up. Yes, we do have those services. Now, as I, I, I've heard instances where because someone um, is being provided that extra care at home in hospice that they actually um, uh, recover somewhat and are able to be discharged from hospice. How does that um, process work? Yes, that is a good, that's a good question, Jack. Most of the time, like I said from the beginning, is when, when we hear hospice from the main street, we always think about, oh, death is coming not necessarily for most of our clients. There are those of our clients whose cancer progression outlives the normal uh, spectrum. Usually it is usually assumed that it is within six months to a year. We have had most of our clients who have lived more than six months. And when they reach a certain time, we follow Medicare guidelines where we discharge them off the program. They are no longer on hospice. It doesn't necessarily mean they won't come back. And when they need the services, we shall go back. By the way, there are no out-of-pocket expenses here. All these things are covered by Medicare, except for custodial care and some of the medications which families want to take, which are outside hospice area. I should tell you one of the things which has worked, there are some patients who have experimented on marijuana, which is not covered on Medicare because it helps with anxiety, appetite, stimulant, and we still do allow them to take that. Um, one question, what should families and people who are suffering what is potentially a, a terminal illness, um, when should they talk about and think about hospice? Because I've heard so many circumstances where mm -hmm. families struggle or individuals struggle and then they finally decide to uh, have hospice care and maybe only a few days go by before they pass away. How should families think about hospice and, and patients think about hospice? Yes, this, this is a conversation they should have with their PCP. But outside the PCP conversation, and you know, we are in the pandemic, having a physician talk to you more than five minutes is probably impossible. But families could start looking at the frequent 
hospital visitations. They should also look at their loved ones. How is the food intake? How are they sleeping? They are sleeping longer than eight hours. They have lost social interests. They are pretty much bedridden. They are in bed. And you know, not all clients come with cancer. Some of them, they come with memory impairment like Alzheimer's dementia, which is also considered as terminal indirectly. So when they see their loved one, their quality of life, and they project it like, how can, how is it going to be in the next year coming? Those are the clients we need to talk to because what hospice does, it makes a difference when you come early. We have had those of the clients who come at the 11th hour, we still do provide the care, but they usually don't get the full benefits than those who come early. Because when we are there early, those are the ones actually who have the potential of being discharged because they come early. Keep in mind, we do continue with all the medications that we're taking. If we've noticed dehydration, we intervene with IV hydration. If we notice weakness, we bring occupational therapies to come there. And if we notice any danger of infection, by the way, we do take COVID clients regardless of where they are and we do come in their own home we follow all protocols for covid as stipulated by the state and the federal and we are there so my best advice jack is let our clients come to us early we discuss with them i can have this conversation at the, your place anytime if they need us any of us can come and explain in form of a class interview so that everybody can get to know what hospice and that will alleviate the fears which people have about hospice. So I, I want to thank you. Is, is there anything that um, about hospice care that we haven't discussed for our audience? Yes. Uh, uh, thank you, Jack, first for this opportunity. You know, I, you guys do a great job, especially I was looking at the, what you guys are doing with um, Melin there. It's wonderful that, you know, we have our seniors. It gives us hope that, you know, for some of us, once we get to that age appropriate, you know, Justin Center is one place we'll be looking for. And, you know, we shall certainly recommend and have most of our clients be aware of your center. But to answer your questions, um, let me just briefly explain who is involved in the care. We have the medical director, a physician, and the client has the privilege of seeing our physician or myself as an nurse practitioner during the care. We have somebody coming to help with the shower and we have registered nurses and licensed nurses to look at medications and what they're taking. We have social workers to help with emotional support. We have spiritual counselor to meet our clients where they are spiritually. We have volunteer services to come and stay with the clients when that time comes. And by the way, we provide all the equipment at the house and we also provide medication which comes right at where they are. Hospices provided right at home and there is no outside pocket expenses as long as the patient is covered with Medicare benefits, other than the things they would want, which we don't stop them. We also have patients who are on hospice and they have cancer and they feel like they can go out and 
have vacation elsewhere, maybe out of state with their loved ones, we can send them another hospice in that area, maybe Indiana or Nevada will take care of them. We shall still get them back when they come. So they are not going to lose anything when they choose hospice benefits. They have somebody who's there for them. Well, Gilbert, I wanna thank you very much. You've given um, our audience some very important information. And I think you know it's important to take away some of that stigma regarding hospice because people, I think, many times wait too long before they make that decision. And it's certainly not an easy decision, but it's a decision that can take uh, a lot of stress off the family and the patient as well. Yes, yes. And we are in Cook Street in Palm Desert. Our phone number is 760-610-2093. Please give us a call or reach out to Jack. Jack will definitely contact us and we shall come regardless of time. We are 24 hours. Okay, why don't you give that phone number one more time? That is 760-610-2093. And our fax number is 760-610-2115. And to those who feel they can come to our office to listen to this or to meet one of our representatives, we are on 14990 Cook Street, uh, building F. Uh, we are in suite 2004 Palm Desert. We are just opposite the Marriott Resort um, uh, vacation in uh, Palm Desert. Please feel free to reach to us and we'll set up that interview for you. Well, Gilbert, I wanna thank you for joining us today. Um, it's Friday, hope you have a great weekend. Um, and also to our listeners, hope you have a great weekend. And again, Gilbert, I wanna thank you very much. Um, and uh, the information I think you provided was very that you provided was very valuable um, for our listeners. So thank you for that as well. Thank you, thank you, Jeff, for the opportunity. And we look forward to hearing from you. Okay. Have a, blessed day. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Sam, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.